Welcome to the Send Nutrition Podcast, where we discuss horse health, nutrition, training, and performance. Welcome everyone to the next episode of the Send Nutrition Podcast. You're with your host, Brian and Peter today, and this is episode 43. We're gonna talk about five reasons why your horse has dropped weight or has lost condition. And this is like a weight loss mystery podcast in terms of sometimes it's really head scratching why your horse has suddenly dropped in condition when nutrition wise you've kept it all the same worming is up to date and he's dropped weight so what next and this is what we're going to discuss how are you peter brian i'm very well today um and this is basically brought on forward from a lot of phone calls we've had this week um and one or two into inquiries about their horses really really clients noticing that the horses dropped weight and we haven't really addressed it as a podcast, so we sort of put our brains together this week and just sort of said, well, let's go through all the facts. Let's let's make it easy for people to understand um, and, and try to knock it on the head because it's not a one-size-fits-all solution. So there's, this is probably a very difficult one to diagnose, as, as Brian and I will, will get into. Um, but hopefully we can we can shed some light on this on this pretty big problem, especially in a winter time. Those inquiries were even people feeding our feed program, but also other feeds and we're trying to adopt or switch over to our feed program. And we're here to sort of support and help people with each horse as they're a puzzle. And as Peter said, it's a really broad range that can, there's a lot of things that can affect horses and to pinpoint it, it's just a bit of investigation, trialing and seeing the response in your horse and, or how they respond to that certain adjustment. One of the customers Brian I spoke to, um, she was actually, adding more and more and more feed and the horse just kept dropping dropping weight so it's not you know basically let's feed more we're going to put on weight so that's where obviously there's a there's an absorption issue um so yeah it's it, it's not feed more get better results you got to look at the overall diet obviously we, we we sound like a broken record in regards to to balance i think that's the missing link especially if you're feeding three or four different feeds from three or four different companies it's it's extremely hard to balance and there's programs out there that, that help you do that, but it's just easier to get it get it balanced from the beginning rather than, than sort of chasing your tail. So Brian, to kick things off, I'll, I'll give a bit of a brief sort of intro um, on the actual topic itself. So with, with gaining weight, losing weight, um, in the wild, um, weight gain and, and weight loss follows a, a seasonal fluctuation according to, to what food is available. So might be grass, might be bark, might be weeds. You know, when a wild horse is a little bit different to, to our domesticated animals these days. The horses basically store body fat during the good times, so spring, summer, autumn seasons. Um, and they use these stores when food is less available during during the winter time. So most of the horse owners notice the, the onset of, of weight loss in the winter time. And that's because their horse's metabolism requires a lot more energy to, to keep them warm. And that's where we sound like a broken record again. We sort of go, well, feed more hay, obviously for the extra calories that are required. But that also helps with the fermentation of fiber in the, in the hindgut. Um, and then that's what keeps that, that warmth in your horse. Yeah, 100%, Peter. It's more about that quality over quantity. And as Peter touched on, people increase their hard feed but don't look at their forage or that forage quality in terms of the nutrients that are depleted in the pasture and then getting that longer stem roughage into them at a nice quality source so that that hay seller is going to be your best friend and if they can have that tested to ensure that the nutrients are there a grassy hay like Rhodes grass or teff or something lower sugar and lower starch is going to be a lot more beneficial through that that time when they need that roughage 
I think brine also, with the long stem hay, they, they chew more, which they generate a lot more saliva. So with a lot more saliva, you have better digestion of the nutrients. So we find that, that obviously, if, if a horse owner is feeding a lot of chaff, they struggle to put weight on that horse as quick as if a horse owner is feeding a long stem roughage like a Rhodes grass hay. Yeah, 100%. We, we really see when we tell people, if you've got a fiber-based feed or hard feed and you cut the chaff right back or even out, then increase your roughage, they get a, an immediate response and it's time after time. It's because per weight wise, long stem roughage is cheaper than chaff. And when you look at your horse and you see that whole body score system, to change a score by a unit of one is around a 16 to 20 kg gain of a horse that is around 500 kgs or based on 500 kgs. And to achieve this, it shouldn't be a week proposition or a two week proposition. It should be done over a series of months to safely gain that weight back on because that's gonna set them up in the long term to maintain that condition. And yeah, it's, it's over that three month period where you get the better fiber sources into them, either in the, in the long stem roughage or their hard feed, and then that will help their whole hindgut environment be in the best possible health so on average, Brian, a horse will need around about 2.5% of its body weight in calories to, to maintain weight. And that's for a 500 kilogram horse, you know, give and take around about 12.5 kilograms. And that could come from a combination of pasture, hay, concentrated hard feeds. You know, you might add an oil in there for, for extra calories. So give and take, you know, depending on the weight, once again, for a 500 kilogram horse, 12.5 kilograms. So if your horse is going to get less than that amount of hard feed, combined with, with, with pasture and what so forth is, you will see signs of, of weight drop. How, how quick that weight drop is depends what the diet is. So just keep that in mind for our listeners out there that we do need to hit a minimum. Um, obviously horses that are dropping weight, they're not, well they might not be getting the minimum required, but also the, you know, the balance might be out. Yeah, and so that fully summarizes the first reason and that's that quality over quantity. So you might be giving that quantity of feed but look at the, look into the quality and it only gets exposed when you get that change in temperature or that change in environment and there's more pressure on absorption of nutrients so that really covers off that first two points so the, the extreme weather change or, or weather seasonal change and the and the quality over quantity of your hard feed and roughage sources. One point I'd like to add, it's probably a point on top of the ones that, that you've made or, or that, you've, that we've got sort of to, you know, to summarize today is the increase in, in, in forage intake, which we sort of mentioned briefly, but I find that a lot of people are still rationing out biscuits. And in the wintertime, it's a little bit dangerous because we really should give them ad lib forage in terms of hay or pasture. Because when you, when you ration it out, and if it's not enough, then it's really hard to, to play catch up where I think if you, as an example, if you've got a hay bag in, in, in a paddock or you know, if, it's, if the horse is stable, just make sure that the hay doesn't run out. Instead of rationing two or three or four biscuits, simply just replenish the hay bag because at least you know the horse is eating at lib. It's, it's self-regulating. You're not having to worry about what ration is too much, what ration is not enough. You don't have to worry about the horse running out, which could be detrimental. So a little trick I like to, to sort of um, you know, give our, our clients sort of that, that call through and ask for advice is, and this is what we do obviously ourselves, is get a hay bag as big as you can get, um, put as many biscuits in there as you can get, 
in a 24-hour cycle, if you're, you know, if you're busy or, or whenever you're out there checking up on your horse, just fill that hay bag back to the brim and just make sure that it never runs out. That's, that's the simplest rule of thumb. Yeah, that's a simple insurance for their whole metabolic health and that digestive movement from start to finish. So that's a really good point, Pete. What's the next one, Brian, that you'd like to summarize on your so, long list? So it might be, it, well, <laughs> probably number three is dental problems. And sometimes it is overlooked with horses and with their teeth condition. And if a, to- and if a horse is losing weight and you haven't done their teeth in a while, this should probably be the first point of call for an examination because horses' teeth, they have a deep root and a short crown. And over time, the teeth erupt to compensate for this wear and tear from eating high fiber diets. So due to this eruption, horses get sharp points and uneven growth to compensate for this grinding down while chewing over the years. So as we preach and saying, get all this roughage in, if they don't have the tools to grind this long stemmed roughage with their saliva, then it's not gonna be as effective in terms of chewing it properly because of the uneven teeth and then getting that into the stomach. Brian, just following on to that, Horses neglected teeth basically develop sharp, jagged edges, as you as you said, that dig into the horse's soft mouth tissues, making eating a very painful ex- experience. So a lot of people won't take that into consideration, but it's like you, you know, having sharp teeth and you're, and you're chewing and you're digging it into your gums. Of course, you're not going to want to eat. Yeah, it's it's it'd be really annoying, and <laughs> and you, you may even see like some behavioural changes as your horse has dropped weight, and that could be a telltale sign to to say, hey, we need to check their teeth because something is annoying them? Well, the flow on on that is obviously from that experience, you're getting stress building up, then it's you know building up your cortisol, your hormonal balance you know starts, starts getting out of whack and, and then you're really chasing your tail because it's just, you know, it's a problem over problem and you don't know where to start to, to basically fix it and it's all stemming from, from the teeth not being 100%. Yeah, as a horse ages, you really have to look at this as one of the points to monitor because Sometimes they can no longer compensate for the grinding down and they, aren't, and they are unable to chew and digest that long stem roughage properly. So then we have to look at different fiber sources for them and try to make it easier for them to ingest that fiber. Well, fiber is a natural prebiotic too, Brian. So the more fiber you know, that a horse gets, the, the healthier the gut's going to be and you're never going to harm a horse from feeding it too much fiber. Yep. And... This sort of overlaps into the next reason and that's unseen stress in the environment or something that has been added to the environment, maybe another horse that is causing stress to the horse which has a flow on effect in their hindgut environment and also that digestive system with the absorption of nutrients. And whether that's a picking order in terms of being bullied out of eating enough hard feed or even hay or if there's something else going on in the paddock or around make a note of what has changed and has it been developing over the last few weeks or a month. That's well said, Brian. And you know, there could be many situations that, that can affect a horse in terms of stress, but some of the major ones I'd like to cover is excessive travel, um, moving to a new environment. You know, if they lose a buddy that's been with them for, for a long time, um, you know, there's an addition of a, of a new horse to the herd, you, you, know, you mentioned with a you know, pecking order. Um, illness, you know, temperature extremes, very cold, very, you know, very hot. Um, Stall confinement, you know, can lead to boredom, depression, insecurity, all contributing to, to bad habits um, like wind sucking, you know, cribbing, pacing, um, even, even loss of appetite. So 
but you know your horse, you know what's what's changed, and you know you made a very valid point. Look at what's different in environment that 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 change might have caused that particular behaviour. Yeah, it's interesting to note that cribbing or wind sucking is not observed in the wild, and so it's a domesticated response. And I think we've covered this in another podcast. And yeah, if you can really avoid and keep the horse in its most natural state, yeah. providing some shelter that unlimited forage, you're going to really reduce the risk of this condition developing. We, yeah, we have covered the, the, the wind sucking cribbing in a podcast and I'll give out a, a quick plug to our friends at the Barkley Collar who we have purchased the collar from them before one of our own horses and had really good success. So if, if you're getting annoyed with that very annoying habit for your horse, um, visit that website at, at Barclays Collars and, and, and just you know, have a talk to the, to the very good people there. Yeah, and also going on to horses in the wild, they can actually lose 30% of their body weight and still survive. And the point where there's no point of return, unfortunately, is around 50% of a horse's body weight. They Even with the best care, they're going to really struggle to get back to sound health. So managing chronic weight loss is the key, but letting it get out of control is going to be very detrimental. Yeah, it's it's like we said, you know, prevention is better than the cure. And I I said to the to the team this morning, I'm I'm reading this fascinating book which is about forty years old and it's pretty funny how everything changes. Where said back fifty whatever years ago, you know, physicians were were paid money to maintain people's health. They were paid on, on their success of maintaining people's health where if someone got sick, you would stop paying that physician because he didn't do his job where Everything at the moment seems to have changed. Well, you know, a horse gets sick, then we go out to, to the doctors, to the vets and, and pay them to fix the horse. Where what we like to portray is that, well, you know, let's get our nutrition right. Let's get our vitamins, minerals. Let's do all the work now. Let's, let's do all the preventative work so we can delay the onset of, of that illness if, if, if at all, you know, any illness does, does sort of come to fruition. Yeah, 100%, Peter. It's really fascinating some of the information coming out of that book as you sort of tell us in the office and when we when we look at what SEND's trying to do is we're providing the nutrients, the micro and macronutrients to help the horse's systems have the ability to function in a way where it's going to be in a healthy state and if we can tick all those boxes you're going to really lower that risk of any metabolic health issues, anything that really develops from that domesticated way of life of a horse and it's just getting back to what nature's taught us and trying to simulate that in our domesticated settings. Brian, that's extremely well explained. And look, that also you know, reflects back to human health. I mean, I don't know too many people that you know, grew, you know, grew up on junk food that are, that are growing up on junk food or even eating junk food and mm. you know, having benders on, on, on gin and tonics like well, we, we do, do sometimes. <laughs> no, well, we could have done that when we were in the teens, but yeah, we can't do it out. You know, it's hard to recover. And, and you know, reflecting back to human health is we, we have to look after ourselves, especially the older we get. And, you know, if we did prolong our, our party lifestyles as we were younger, you know, it will come out to fruition when we get older. So you don't want it to get to that point where you're trying to change your life when you get into your later years. You, you know, you want to prevent the onset of, of those things possibly happening. And the message to the horses is the same, you know, get your diet balanced, feed correctly, feed them as nature intended them to be fed, and then you're going to run into a lot less problems moving forward. Yeah, as I look at my tea that is a green tea with peppermint. Brian, where's your gin? What's changed? (laughs) 
You might even get a sponsorship from Four Pillars one, one day. Four Pillars, if you're out yeah. there, we, we promote gin regularly on this podcast and our audience is growing. I think we're above 12,000 listeners yeah, it's, now. Yeah, it's, um, and, and the feedback's been, been fantastic. But um, yeah, we'll try and stay away from those alcohol <laughs> references. Or jokes. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's all about, it is all about your diet and day after day. If you can make those small changes, they don't have to be drastic, but it can be really beneficial to your health if you can change just little aspects every week and then stick to it. But um, you see it in everything, animals and humans. We're all mammals and we have that similar physiology with different parameters because of the difference in sizes. And when we look into nutritional food, food definitely is your medicine. Brian, that's extremely well summarized. Do you want to get on to point number five on your, on your list there? Yeah, so the last reason and number five is the horse not drinking sufficient water. And why that is impactful on weight is because when there's not enough water in their system or they have a lack of thirst, this causes poor digestion and movement of their fiber and the food through that digestive system reduces the nutrient absorption from the roughage and that will result in weight loss. So salt is very important in the diet. There's not enough in the pellets or any any pellets because they've got other goodies in it. And when you include around five to 10 grams per 100 kg body weight, depending on the work of your horse, getting that intake into them, it's gonna activate their thirst and really help that hydration of them on a daily basis and especially in winter. Well said, Brian. And as I mentioned in a previous podcast, might have been the electrolyte one, we, we need the salt also to push the water into the cells. So we do need the water around the cell. Obviously, that's very important, but we need the water inside the cell. And with the sodium chloride slash electrolytes, you do get water inside the cell, and that's what helps maintain the hydration. It's not just the water outside the cell, as what a lot of people think. Yeah, that well said. And now we can move on to... To the silver bullet, Brian. <laughs> So people are wondering what um, you know. What's the silver bullet? I've got a horse that's you know dropping weight. Look, it's going out of fashion. And what can I do about it? The probably the simplest solution. What most people reach out for is well, let's just feed them carbohydrates. You know, like let's put on weight really quickly and let's make the horse not necessarily feel better but look better and mm. make us feel better probably more than the horse. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. It's really only a short-term fix and really empty calories there. Brian, I've got an analogy and I've got from my magic book that, I, that I've started listening is it's like if our, if our listeners can imagine we have a hole in a roof and we have a bucket underneath. So the water's leaking from the roof through the ceiling and we, and we get a bucket and the water fills up the bucket. So it keeps leaking, leaking, leaking. Then we need a bigger bucket because it just rains more. So what we need to do is we need to fix the hole in a roof, not get a bigger bucket to catch the water. What we're trying to say is the carbohydrates, it's the, it's the quick solution, but it's, the lo- it's not the long-term solution because with too much carbohydrates with horses, there's numerous problems which you've explained previously. So we need to put the weight on in probably a, a, slower, a slower weight, but a more conservative weight that's going to be a solution for the long-term longevity of the horse. Yeah, more sustainable and getting that right fiber fat and protein sources in those quality profiles that we can provide in the whole send program is going to be a lot better over the long term and it's going to really safeguard the horse from any metabolic issues or weight loss in the future perfect as an example you know let's just start with roughage so let's just say your horse is on a grassy hay and it's getting allocated three three biscuits per day 
the first thing you need to do is give it four biscuits a day. Give it possibly five biscuits a day if you don't see improvement. Don't go reaching out for the, you know, for the carbohydrate pellet or, or for something grain-based to try to put the weight on in, in 24 hours. You know, it might take you a week doing it with hay, but it's a very safe way of putting the weight back on. Yeah, no, 100%. And when you want to balance all that roughage with its trace minerals, you just look for our Send Grain Free Complete Feed or depending on the horse, maybe the Send CF50. And they're both 100% grain-free pellets and when combined with the Send Oil are really good safe calories for this weight gain assistance. Brian, I think the, the point about those two products is and, and the key benefit for a horse that's dropping weight is the probiotics and, and the prebiotics. Do you want to just go into briefly why the pro and prebiotics are very beneficial to a horse that's dropping weight? Yeah, they really strengthen that hindgut environment and assist it in getting the good bacteria population returning to that fiber fermentation. And fiber fermentation creates those volatile fatty acids and that really assists in condition and a safe source of calories and when this is utilized, it also helps with temperament and then also in performance. So loading up on the sugars and starches, all the grains, not only hurts that hindgut environment, making it more acidic, but it also has a detrimental effect on behavior and getting that, having those insulin responses affecting that negative behavior. Well said, Ron. I heard you say calories there. So the next point I'd like to make is that a very safe way to add more calories into, into your horse's diet to help him put weight on is, is adding a product like the Sen Oil. So very, very calorie dense. So 100 ml of oil is around about 300 grams of oats. So it's, as you can see, it's extremely high in energy content, but it's also a cool energy content. So you're not gonna heat your horse up. You're not gonna give your horse erratic behavior. You're not gonna damage the, the microbiome population as what Brian just mentioned. Um, but you're also gonna get the benefits of anti-inflammatory omega-3. So horses that, that are losing weight possibly could have a lot of inflammation going on in their system. So by, by using a product like the Sen Oil at 60% omega-3, you're just gonna balance out that, that omega-3 to omega-6 ratio, um, as well as get those cool calories to help him put that weight back on in a safe way. Yeah, and I think just the last part, and we did touch on it before, is salt in the diet um, for that hydration and thirst activation for the ones that don't like to drink a lot of water, but but also making that water readily available and fresh at all times. Well, we have done a podcast, Brian, water being the natural performance enhancer. So any horse that's dehydrated, obviously, is is, is on its back foot straight away. So it's a small thing that could be a missing link. And, and like you said, with the salt, you know, it activates their, them to drink more water. So naturally, you know, you're going to have a horse that's, that's digesting its food a lot better. And, and obviously, those nutrients are, are getting much better absorbed. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think that about wraps that up. It does, Brian. It's it's a very complicated topic, but as our listeners can hear, it's not really that hard to fix as long as you get your balance right. And we sound like a broken record talking about balance and balance and balance. But the more people that we talk to, the more we see a pattern of of of, the, of their diets being out of balance. And and you know, it, it's caused by numerous aspects. But we're just trying to make it simple. And you know, horses in a wild they don't get, as Brian mentioned, colic and you know, tying up and, and ulcers and, and everything like that. And, you know, we have domesticated them, but we have changed the way that we feed them substantially different to what they're used to eating or what they're designed to, to ferment, basically. So the more we bring them towards nature, I personally think the less problems we're going to have with them long term. Yeah, 100%. And it's seen time after time when with people going through the whole SEND program and adapting it to their environment and the amazing results we get. And that sort of ties in with the Send Users group that we have on Facebook. 
and people ask questions or share their success stories. We get a lot of tagging on Instagram going on at the moment, which is good. And we like to reshare those on our stories and give people good examples of how you can really achieve a really good performance or health in a healthy way through our products. And the great thing with with our feed program, Brian, is it's it's suitable for for sort of you know horses that are just you know a paddock ornament or whether you're actually competing at a at a performance level, but also in in a thoroughbred industry. So you don't have to feed grain up to their eyeballs to get to get the results. You can still feed a balanced diet, which is high in fat, high in fibre. As long as you have the balance right, the diet is right for for every discipline in in you know in our horse industry. Yeah, uh, that's that's well said. So. If you see a horse losing weight, flick them a link to this podcast or the owner podcast and they can, um, because the horse can't listen to a podcast. <laughs> no, but the owner can. Yeah, can. the owner can take on some points. So yeah, just share, share it around. Let us know if you want any other topics covered up on and we'll have another podcast to you very soon. Thanks for your time, everyone. Thanks, guys. And um, everyone stay safe who is in lockdown. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Cheers.